Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. Of course, we are right here live for the Identity Podcast as we are every single Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, all at the Identity Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, 24-7, 365 days a year, of course, at the Identity Podcast. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms at the IDN Podcast, including Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff. Find us there. Chat with us. Have fun. Uh, we post crazy content. You can always see the cool promos at our posts. His are always much cooler than mine. Um, after that, don't forget, if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can. All you have to do is email us at press at findyouridnyc.com, that email below, and go ahead and email us there, and we'll get back to you with more details on that of course subscribe to the identity podcast patreon page today and join our discord discord page as well as we have lots of fun groups there where we can chat some voice chat some game night stuff all that so lots of cool things that you can do with us on discord and of course check out our identity podcast link tree which you can find on all of our about page or bios on all of our social media pages you can find that there for all the shows essentials of course i am caleb your co-host for the Identity Podcast, along with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tarek, the man who just looks great, as always. Oh, appreciate you, man. <laughs> Forgive me if you guys hear any noise or anything, but I'm so happy to be here with both of you and our audience. I hope everyone's doing well today. Enjoy. Can't wait to jump in. Well, as we as we get ready for this week's show, of course, thank you as always for listening and watching the Identity Podcast. We're so grateful for you all, and we're so grateful for this week's show, Inner Light. That's right, episode 45. We're almost to 50. It's crazy. We're just a little over a month away from our one-year anniversary of the podcast and the ways we have grown, the, way, the ways this podcast has shaped over time. It's unreal, right? It's absolutely unreal. I know Tarek and I cannot believe it, it is, but it here is. we are. <laughs> Here we are, episode 45 with Demetria Burby. We're so excited to welcome her onto the show. Welcome, Demetria. How are you today? Hi, guys. I am doing so well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. We're so grateful to have you on and, and to be able to talk about all kinds of things. And, and something we really like to start with on the show is, is being able to ask about you and your journey. You know, where have you come? Where have you where have you uh, gone and everything, and, and of course, you know, just kind of dissecting what your identity is. So, kind of, what, what is your journey, and where where has it uh, taken you today? Yeah, I started out life as a like type A overachiever. Um, I'm half Korean, and I think that like influence in my life was really focused around doing well in school, and you know, having a really lovely career that everyone could be proud of, and brag about. So I focused on that for, you know, essentially all of my life, um, figuring out how to put together the perfect life. How could I get a really great job? How could I excel in that and make it into a career? Um, you know, find a spouse, create a family, have children, all of those things. And, um, and I was successful at that. Like I was proud of that. And I realized over time that I had all of the pieces in life that should have made me really happy, like ecstatically happy. And I was um, anxious. I had anxiety where I like couldn't really leave the house sometimes. 
I was in retrospect realized I was really depressed as well. And I just could not figure out why I wasn't happy. And it set me on this path of figuring out how to access happiness for myself. And when I started to dissect what I needed to do to access joy and happiness in my life, I realized that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know the things in life that I enjoyed doing anymore. I knew how to be a mom. I knew how to be a wife. I knew how to be my job title, but I didn't really know how to be me in any of that. And so I went on this eight now eight year journey of trying to figure out who I am and really what my identity is, um, which turned into this really beautiful experience. This last couple of years, I quit my corporate job about two years ago, um, and that accelerated this, you know, journey, this like spiritual awakening of really figuring out who I am and how to actually enjoy life and the deep connections with the people that I love. You know, that's so well said. Really thing. <laughs> yeah, you. I completely agree. And, and I, I think that's a really great thing as well. You know, looking back and, and being able to kind of realize where you've come and where you've gone. And, you know, that's a big thing with the, with the show is uh, we're all about discovering your identity. But yeah. in order to discover your identity and to kind of, ref, you know, to look on it today, you have to reflect and understand it as well, right? And yeah. uh, so I guess a kind of a, a part, a half part question type of thing that I have for you is um, where in the timeline, you so you said about eight years, right? Eight year journey of kind of uh, going to discover yourself and, and still, is that still continuing today? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's an ever unfolding process. I don't know mm -hmm. if we ever fully know ourselves. I have a much stronger grasp on who I am, what I am really, right? Like in my own journey, really discovering that I, I'm a spirit housed in this like human body. And that and interestingly grounded me into understanding that I'm not here to produce things or, you know, make spreadsheets or, you know, run meetings. I'm here to have an existence. And that existence is made up of a whole lot of things. And I think where I'm at in my journey now is understanding what are all of those things that I want to experience. I definitely have passions in life that I'm very aware of, right? I wrote a book, so I'm I'm, you know, now an author. I um, I have a strong passion in helping people reconnect with their own identity. But then there's things like we were just talking about. There's things like, well, I just got into F1 racing. Like I'm super into watching that, right? Like, so that's a new experience. That's a new part of my identity that I didn't have, you know, a couple months ago. But that's something new that I learned about myself that I enjoy. And so I think it's this ever evolving process of understanding deeper and deeper who we are on like the inner part of us and also mm -hmm. what are the external ways that we enjoy ourselves and enjoy this experience of being human so true I think that's yeah that's beautiful that's super beautiful definitely multifaceted indeed as much as like as all these voices sometimes we can be a little crowded in our own thoughts with what we're doing with ourselves you know I, you mentioned eight years as well so i appreciate you like even taking that time, like that journey, a lot of people don't even want to do the work to make that change. And it sounds like 
it's not that you're not productive. It's just that you were caught up in your own mundane self, you know, and I think a lot of times we tend to focus on what the litmus test of us, of our productive capabilities are like, will I ever achieve this? Will I ever achieve, you know, a husband or, you know, uh, will I ever have children or will I ever make this spreadsheet? Will I ever make my deadline? You know, stuff like that. And at the end of the day, I, I feel like I've kind of gone through a very similar thing just even this week of really finding out what makes me shine, you know, mm -hmm. despite anything that I could do or anything that I've said in the past. And outside of that, it kind of helps me to remove myself from mistakes or loss or like loss of time or things. And it's just, it's not even like a sadness or a positive thing. It's more just like an opening up and adapting to the new you. you know? So yeah. I'm happy to see the new you. And I would love to hear more about racing because it seems like you're zooming uh, onto a whole new existence for sure. But um, yeah, Good one. Go, go, like how has that been? How has how's been bonding with people since you've changed uh, your career? We have had a couple of people on our show that have kind of broken that corporate mold that have achieved their goals, that their childhood goals, or maybe their parents' goals, because you did mention your ancestry. Yeah. Um, you know, because that can have a lot to do with it too. You know, it's hard to live someone else's existence. And some of us have become really, really good at it. And I was there as well. Forgive the passing siren. New York City's never quiet. My apologies. Sorry. Um, but but to add on to that, you know, I, I think Tark was hitting on to something really powerful there and uh, not only for uh, what this show is based on, but also kind of who you have started to build yourself on. Right. Your yeah. inner light, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, I, I took that title of the show from actually your bio on your website, inner light. And I thought it was I thought it was great. It was brilliant. I was like. This is a great way to, you know, make the uh, title of the show, title of this episode, um, Inner Light. And, and I think uh, I, I can't imagine what it must have been for your journey to find your inner light, nor what it must have been for Tarix or the person over there or whoever. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and same for myself or anybody else, finding your inner light, finding that. That kind of that thing that ticks or, you know, the thing that really kind of allows you to move forward is really difficult at times. And so eight years, that's a long time. And I think to add on to what Tark was saying real quick, you know, Tark says something like most people aren't willing to put in the time. I think not only willing, some people just aren't able to, right? Some yeah. people have a really hard time being able to find the mental capacity or stability mm -hmm. to do it. And it's because it is difficult. And yeah. so for yourself, Demetria, you know, Again, you know, if you want to share, like, what were some of the emotions that were constantly going through your head throughout the past eight years and even still today? Well, I think it's important for, for my own journey. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like me that at, before that eight years started, like, you know, whenever that moment was that I, I sort of like switched into this gear before that, I didn't know there was like an inner light to find. I was just mm -hmm. so completely unaware. I thought okay, yeah, if I, you know, have a good job, have enough money to support myself and my family, I have a nice house, like, you know, there's food on the table, which is like, obviously those like essential things, then, then eventually you get to this place. And then there's like some happiness bell that's wrong. And you're like, okay, congratulations, you're happy now, right? So I didn't know that there was like, that there was another way. I didn't know that, um, 
that 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 path that I had been walking was a little bit of a false illusion for me. So when I got to that point and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally secure. Like financially I'm secure. I, you know, I have enough money to feed myself and my family in excess. Um, so how, how is it that I'm not happy in this moment? Because that was my belief since I was a very little girl that if I did all these things that I would get, I would get happiness later in life. And so it was that moment that I was like, there's something missing in this equation. I'm an engineer by education. So I was like, you know, this isn't adding up like this story that I've been told my whole life of like, you do, you know, you do the right things and then like, you're happy that that story's not adding up for me. So what is it that I'm missing? And so it's almost like I stumbled upon this path of finding my identity because I was just really searching. And that first you know, four years, even, I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know, I knew I, I didn't really know who I was, but I didn't know how to find myself. I didn't know there was this concept of like an inner light or like an inner energy or power inside of me that then could like literally energize me and power me. I just like, you know, you hear about your soul, you hear about your spirit, you know, you kind of like are surrounded by religious dogma and connotations, but like, I never really took that to heart, even though I had like an extensive religious upbringing. Um, And so it was that, it was really, I would say like two years ago where I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. This soul that we talk about, this spirit that is spoken of is actually like an energy that lives inside of me. It's alive. And it's not just this thing that's, it's not a component, right? It's a, it's like an essential part of me that actually exists and like energizes me as a person. And then, you know, my journey continued and I was like, oh, holy shit. Oops, sorry. I don't know if I should use that language, but this light that like I've been holding inside of me, I can like allow that to come out and radiate out and like illuminate the possibilities for other people. Mm -hmm. And so that to me was like a moment where I was like, okay, my life has completely shifted from thinking that I can continue to just like live my own life. I'm this one individual, you know, encapsulated in my own world to, yes, I'm still an individual, but I have this gift that all of us have, right? I've just discovered that I have this gift too, that can help illuminate this like possibility for everybody to access joy and happiness and fulfillment in their life. Wow, that's so beautifully said. You said so many, so many key points there, you know, uh, with the essential aspect of our spirit and that inner light being something so important and something that like you can literally feel that yearning, that feeling that you were like, I feel so unfulfilled. And it's not necessarily a happiness because you are happy on this planet, but it's an unfulfillment of purpose of sorts that I was, I would say. And I, I'm not coming from the background of like, like you, you've done some pretty awesome corporate stuff and I'm sure we can go into that very soon. And I would love to hear more about your process with your book because you definitely very intellectual and very studious and, you know, and that's, that's something to be said on this planet. But I would say um, I did experience you know, going through multiple religions and understanding those things and still yet to find exact fulfillment the way that you were describing until I realized that that inner being was something almost outside of what I'd known completely, you know, everything I knew, whether it be spiritual or not, whether it be transcendental meditation, 
or whatever it is. There are paths to get to the space, but the, it really truly is separate from the being that we exist in. That's what I've come to realize. Like, whether it's not, it's not a, it's not a male, it's not a female, it's not a dog. It's, it's light, you know. And I love that we've chosen this episode to be called Inner Light. But there's also an outer light as well that we shine and we project to other people, and that seems to be the afterglow of what we we tend to kind of focus on. You're like, you know, I, I make other people bright. I make other lives happy. I make sure that my family feels great. But do I feel that same fulfillment? And I think that's what kind of came to terms two years ago, for sure, for you. So how did you get, um, what, what was the process of you, like, going through that, that visceral point and even getting to the point to, like, I need to share this with people uh, through a book? Yeah. Um, well, I... I was not at the, when I left my corporate job, I was not at the point that I knew I was going to share this with other people, but I was in a, I was in a corporate situation where I was like, this is no longer healthy for me. Um, and I, that was sort of the point where I was like, I know that I need to make some changes to ensure that I'm doing what's best for me to actually have this light inside of me that I've just newly discovered and like I'm fascinated with grow instead of doing things that continue to dampen it. And it was sort of that first moment of self-care um, and then boundary setting for myself, like truly honoring me and and like that spirit, that that soul inside of me. And I do believe that that when I left my job, I mean, it's such a like, big decision to just like leave your career um <laughs> and you know like i don't know how smart it is it worked out for me but you know i was like okay i'm taking this like pretty big risk to just leave my job i don't know what i'm going to be doing i i just know that like i need to take care of myself and you know rebuild this mm -hmm. connection that i want with my husband and my children and that's sort of like my only goal at that point and i left that job and all of a sudden, it's like everything in the universe aligned to like turn on the fire hose of, oh, okay, you are willing to like take a big ass risk and leave your job? Cool. We'll send you every piece of information that you could ever dream of or like never dreamed of knowing. And like, it's all going to hit you all at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so. Oh, well. <laughs> You know, like people coming into my lives, like one of your questions earlier was, you know, like the type of people that I interact with now is totally different than the type of people that I interacted with in my corporate life. Mm -hmm. But I believe I'm on this like, you know, spiral where I'm like, okay, I'm out here learning all this stuff and like evolving and becoming, you know, this new me. And I'm like circling back to a lot of my corporate friends and realizing like, okay, I can come back and I can help them. I, you know, can have more empathy for where they've been and what the situation they're literally in. And I really pride myself on being able to integrate like this, like pretty out there woo-woo stuff and your actual reality, like daily living, right? So it's not like you have to quit your job and like throw it all away to access this. There's totally simple ways for you to access this and like keep your job so you can keep your house and like feed your kids or whatever you need to do. Right. It doesn't have to be mm -hmm. one or the other. It's not, it doesn't have to be dualistic. It can be like all integrated and, and one. I think that was right on point. <laughs> Everyone that's listening out there, you can kind of take notes on her journey with that aspect. You know, I think 
a lot of it is kind of just like listening and taking that step away from what you may think is your own reality and taking that time to step back and be like, you know, there's so much more I could be giving. There's so much more empathy I could be giving, more love. And what I learned um, when I was going through my bit of like, just kind of like figuring out exactly where that inner light is coming from or what it is and this nirvana that people have been speaking about for so many centuries and millennia, um, has it has been more or less what brought me back to this planet or made me more tethered to this was love. And it's so funny that you said your, your family, you want to be more loving to your family. And that's what like brought you to a much higher place. But at the end of the day, all of that kind of like is still these things that tether us to this being. And in order to be the best inner light and the best person that you could possibly be, you have to kind of let go of so much so that you can gain so much more. And if we're full of a bunch of junk, whether it be corporate or just nine to fives, you don't have to quit your job. I hope we're not advising everyone to quit their job. Don't, but, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do quit it. your day job yet. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that um, the, the, main, the main goal is to find out what is really being spoken to. And I, I don't know how many people meditate or pray, but it is, it is so healthy to kind of come to terms of what is that feeling? What's that voice? What's that inclining to push you into something greater? No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, meditation was such a big part of my journey. I'd been meditating for years and, um, and like, didn't quite get it. And then one day it just clicked. And I was like, oh, oh, this is what people are talking about when they're talking about like, really meditating. It's not, it's not the same as a guide, like uh, guided meditation is amazing. It is what, like, I still use it today when I just need, you know, to be taken on that journey mm -hmm. through somebody else's voice. But the best type of meditation for me is when I can close my eyes and just like go inward and have a conversation with myself and like process through, it's not processing through my to-do list. It's like, it's like a conversation with my soul and that that type of meditation and sitting with like, what is the discomfort that I'm feeling right now? What are these emotions that are coming up? And then why, like, why am I feeling this way? Is this tied to some like trauma? Is it tied from some ancestral like teaching that has been passed down to me? And is this how I want to exist? Is this how I want to live my life? And being able to make those choices all like it all happens inside of me. Um, and that it's, it, you're, you're right. I mean, that, that practice is just so foundational to, to really connecting with yourself. You know, go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, with meditation, I really like what you said, you know, there's the guided, there's guided meditation. And then there's also that opportunity where you can take it and you get you get to you get to sit with yourself, right? And um, I, I feel like I was fortunate enough to kind of get the idea of meditation a little bit earlier for myself than I guess I was expecting to earlier on. It it took me it took me a month or two, but then I was like, you know what, this is this is really helping, and there, there's a reason here. And I may not have necessarily realized that reason in the first day or the first week that I started meditating. But it's the fact that I knew that there was a reason and mm -hmm. it was guiding me towards a bigger, higher reasoning by a month or two after that. And and I still to this day, you know, will use guided meditation every once in a while, such as you said. But I do find that the simplest and some of the greatest of 
finding that inner light, that inner peace of really just racking your brain is being able to sit there. And I think it's because we're able to use our own voices. We're able to use our souls, our auras, and we get to we get to look in, right? We kind of get to do what the show does, discover, understand, and reflect, but we get to do it with ourselves. And I feel like, you know, the show is a great kind of replication of that. I always got to tie in the show. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but but I, I feel like I feel like the show is, is a great kind of replication of that, being able to discover who you are, but you can also do it for yourself, right? And so we encourage our listeners, our, our, our subscribers, if you are listening or watching the Identity Podcast, thank you. And of course, uh, you know, we're not only here to discover who Dimitri is this week and, and who this person was last week and who the person on the show will be next week and everything. No, we're here to discover ourselves at the same time. Right. And that's what's important. And I feel like Tark and I, we, we've talked about it so many times and we'll continue to talk about it for the rest of the time we do the show. And it's the fact that we can sit here every single week and we get to not only discover who you are, but we get to add a new lens and we get to discover more of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important and so beneficial and for anyone who listens and watches the show every week i can't imagine where your progress in your life has come right and and where you've been able to take week one of the identity podcast to week whatever week we're in now episode 45 and (laughs) take it there and be able to reflect on everything that you have learned and everything we hope that you you have been able to grow with Right. And so meditation is a great great asset to it. But I think at the same time, um, allowing yourself to just find that inner light and and really just dig deep is a big thing, too. And and again, meditation is one way for that. Um, There's a lot of different ways could simply just be talking to someone. Um, And it could be something, you know, the things that you're doing as well, Dimitri, especially writing a book. And so as Tart kind of hinted at a little bit, when, when it got to you um, becoming an author and, and started you know, start to write and everything, what, what yeah. really like made you put the pen on the piece of paper and be like, I got to write this? I think it's, um, it's very similar to why you guys do this podcast, right? It's this mm-hmm. idea that if I can share my story and help one more person feel less alone in their journey, they can connect to somebody. And that each story that's told illuminates this world of possibilities, right? Tark, we earlier we were talking about like, there are so many different paths to finding yourself. There are so many, like hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, centuries of of teachings that they're like, you can get there this way. You can go through really formal religions and find yourself. You can go through, you know, all sorts of things. And it's like the more stories that are out there that then somebody can consume and say, oh, this is a possible path for me, or this other person has a possible path. And then you can say, oh, okay, this really resonates with me. I'll take that from this person. And this thing resonates with me over here. I'll take that. We each have such a unique way of finding ourselves and and walking that journey that if there can be more information that's just freely shared with people, that is just raising the vibration. It's giving other people opportunities 
to really find themselves in a way that is natural and, you know, resonates with that individual. And so that's, that was the driving force of writing, writing the book. You know, I, I think that's really great. Um, and I actually think with that and with that driving force and everything, what Tark was touching on, I feel that that is just a great reflection on and kind of showing who you are as well. Right. Cause it, it kind of shows your experiences, your past eight years, and then you get to reflect all this on pieces of paper. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the beauties of something like a book is we get to, we get to pick up a book or put, you know, audiobook, whatever you do, whatever yeah. you, your fan, you fancy. Um, and from there <laughs> and are able to take something like that and are able to really just divulge yourself, right. And kind of insert yourself into something that is just absolutely beautiful. And I'm sure Tart could expand on it as well. Um, but I, I just, I feel that with this kind of path of identity, as we like to deem it on the show you mm -hmm. definitely get into this this different uh, debate right and i know that's something that we kind of said before the show is to talk about like this uh, internal identity versus external external identity and i'm kind of curious how this kind of relates to everything and kind of how you kind of how you see it and everything that's i'm kind of sitting here racking my brain i'm like you know how can i take this in what direction so that way yeah. i can fully understand more of what you're trying to kind of teach us as well yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think from my own journey, the big revelation that I had is that I identified myself by external factors and external definition my whole life until very recently, until like this epiphany of like really finding like my soul and my spirit and identifying with it. Because everything in my life up until that point was, well, my identity is a good student, so I need to get good grades. I'm a hard worker, so I need to produce a lot of whatever I'm doing. Um, I'm a good wife. Like, what does that mean? That means whatever, you know, being a good wife is to somebody. I'm a good mom. Okay, so so all of those are external definitions or, ex, you know, or labels that I was putting on myself. And I think in some ways that's really natural when you're young, you don't really know who you are yet. You know, like I really didn't know who I was apparently. And I just glommed on to these things that made me feel like, oh yeah, I can be this person. Like I'm really good at like putting that suit, that label on me. And now it's not that I'm not those things. I'm still a wife. I'm still a mother, hopefully a good wife and a good mother, but I don't have the same sort of identity about those things. Like those are roles that I play. Those are, those are things that I am and that I do, but they're not who I am inside. Who I am inside is a very like different thing to me. It's, it's, I'm connected to this spiritual being, um, that resides in me that is here to experience earth and connection and emotions and, you know, feelings and, and actually like have experiences like with material things, right? Like holding a laptop or a phone or, you know, going to a race or whatever it is, a baseball game. And so that like that being inside of me is who I am. And now I can be a mom, but that's not my identity any longer. So it's that, I think it's, it's this like sort of 
archetype of transition from like external needs to internal identity and then actually coming back around to, oh, it's okay to be a mom too, or like have this nice whatever thing that I really wanted. You know, it's okay to have the purse that I like. It's okay to wear a name brand of something. You don't have to, you don't have to give up and like give up all your earthly possessions in order to know your identity. Your identity is what roots you. And then how you express yourself is totally up to you. Um, it's sort of an, it's an inter interesting recent discovery of mine that the way that you look on the outside, like the way that you present yourself, you have no idea if that person is totally connected inside or a total mess. And um, I just wrote a blog post about this around like not judging people around if they're like in designer clothes, it doesn't matter because you don't, you actually can't know unless you talk to them and have that conversation how connected they are to themselves. You know. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. That's, I was gonna ask. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask. I was like, so once you figured out, you know, um, not really putting the cart before the horse, preferably, you know, with your, you know, whether it be what it means to be the best mom or whatever it is on this three three dimensional plane. Once you kind of gained more insight on your light and you were able to do some of that work, uh, I, I don't know if you journaled at all or anything during that. I would love to hear some of those processes of you, how you, Jesus Christ, <laughs> literally everything is done right now. My it's apologies. PF1 races. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's outer light is to ride a motorcycle right now. Um, Demetria, you're but, supposed to be there, F1. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my question is just to see, like, like I kind of asked earlier, once you kind of gain some of this light, how were you able to approach some of these similar situations that you were before, whether it be either with more empathy or like you said, more insight with like, you know what, being the best mom is being the best me. You know what I mean? Not necessarily, you know, the perfect vegan food or the perfect whatever it may be outside of yourself. When you're you're glowing from within, doesn't matter if you're in Gucci or Louis or, you know, whatever. I know sometimes in the corporate structure, we do see ourselves as very superficial corporate entities these have their own beings as well you know so um if you look at the ideas of an llc or whatever they have their own beings so just as much as that these are our bodies are represent representations of our inner light and some people were dull you probably were around people that were like that so that's probably why you were like i gotta get out of here you know as soon as possible but um once you found that light how has it been entering into the world and like you know um you know, even journaling or like when you wrote the book, what was the title of your book? I'm sorry if I'm bouncing all around as well. No, it's all right. The name of the book is Return to the Light Within. It comes out in September, um, September 9th. Super excited about that. Guys, check that out. Please, please check that out. So excited. Um, But yeah, I mean, journaling was a huge part of my processing of um, like what was happening to me um, what I was experiencing, what I was discovering. I think it's super normal. Um, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but I thought I was going crazy, right? Like this, this idea of like, okay, I'm really comfortable with everything that is in the 3D. I'm really comfortable with like something that can be seen in front of you, but I wasn't really comfortable with something that is invisible, right? Like that we can't actually touch or feel um, physically. And so I was like, am I going crazy that I believe this stuff? Like, 
I don't really know, you know, like I didn't know anybody that was really spiritual in this way. I didn't have that community. I didn't really know. I just like fell into it. And I was like, what the heck is happening to me here? Um, and so, yeah, journaling was like my, my like best companion to say like, okay, like I wrote everything down, tried to process it there. And then ultimately that's how the book came about was I started writing and I was like, oh my gosh, I have all this information about what I was going through and what was going on in my mind. And I just thought like, I should share this with people so they don't feel crazy. <laughs> so like, or they at least have a partner in feeling crazy, you know, one of those things. And, um, and, and it just, yeah, I mean, journaling, meditating. Um, and then I really spent some time where I felt really lonely like I was literally just the only person that has ever experienced this, which I now know is not true. But in that moment, you're like thinking that you're the only person on an island. Believe me, I know. <laughs> I know completely. Yeah. You have to get to that point, I feel like. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, and at that point, I just thought like, okay, I know I'm this powerful being, whatever that means, you know, and I was like, I should be able to call in people into my life that are my people like let me call in my soul family let me call in these people with you know that have similar experiences that can have conversations about this stuff and i just started to somehow meet people that were having similar conversations that you know could help process some of the stuff that i was going through i could help them because we're all in this journey together even if you don't know it yet right and so my experience in sharing it can help you and you've gone through some stuff that can help me. And so as long as we're all open and talking about it, then we're, you know, naturally just helping the community with deeper understanding of what they're going through and the ability to integrate it. You know, I do have a quick question, Demetria, with, yeah. with this, with the book and everything. And now, if I'm not mistaken, you have another book coming out this year as well, correct? I do. I do. It's like I'm I'm working on being okay with it because I'm like it's weird to put out two books and they're coming mm -hmm. out like two months apart. But um so the first book I wrote and it was my it's my memoir, so it's my journey and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, felt like so good about that and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a second book." Like, how is this possible? I just finished that other thing. Um but the second book is um it's a framework for self-discovery. And it, what I realized as I was writing the first book was that at every like sort of big breakthrough, I was going through this process and I was able to turn that into seven steps. And they're, they're to me like really obvious and simple, but I was like, I didn't actually understand that that's what I was doing until I wrote the book. So I had been through this process like, you know, 40 times by the time that I realized that I was doing this process. And I was like, I should just write this down. Um, and so I wrote down the steps. And then I was like, oh, I need to describe these things. And then all of a sudden, I had written a book about it. So the second book comes out in no November. And it is the framework with like, I think of it as like a masterclass. It has examples from my experience, examples from client experiences. So you can get like a little mm -hmm. bit of perspective in different, you know, ways that it might happen or, you know, the ways that you might access those, those steps. 
And then there's journal prompts to help you really like bring it home for yourself. Um, and the idea is that you read the book, you go through it, you write the journal, you know, the journal entries, and then set it down for a while and then do it again, you know, six months later and see. And what you'll see is that your growth, right, is a spiral. And so the idea being that if you, I'm hoping people date their entries, um, but, you know, if you date that, that first entry and you date the second entry and then go back and read it, you'll see just how much progress you've made and how you have grown so much by going through these steps um, to really uncover new information about yourself and then the process of actually integrating it into yourself and honoring that and then actually getting to self-expression and sharing that with the world. So um, so that's the second book. Yeah. You know, phenomenal, phenomenal. I actually I had a I had another quick question. I don't know how many how quick these questions are coming. Um, what I was gonna say was, as a mother, um, how have you taught? Like, because that's one aspect we haven't really spoken about is uh, how to teach children to kind of achieve this before they kind of develop this shell of an existence. You know what I mean? So I'm curious yeah. to see how you how as a mother how have you been able to translate some of this inner light to them to teach them about their own inner light. Yeah, it's such a good question. And that so my kids are 19, 17, and 11. And um, you know, imagine that really they had one mom for most of their existence. I was one person for most of their existence. And then two years ago, they got the new me, right? Or not even two years ago, right? It was probably less than that, to be honest. And so um, they're like, whoa, this lady is like around now. I mean, I traveled for work every single week almost. You know, I was not present. My kids had nannies, you know, like we were. A, like really hectic household, just trying to coordinate everything. And, um, and then all of a sudden I quit my job and I was like, I'm here. Like, let me make those, those snacks for you. Like, let me make sure everything's vegan in the house and like healthy. And they were like, this is disgusting. Um, <laughs> like where are normal packaged foods and why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> Where's the Lunchables? Where is it? Yeah, exactly. They were like, we, you could go back to work now. This food is not good. Um, but it did, it is a, it's a constant, it's constantly at the top of my mind of how do I ensure that I am creating an environment where they don't get lost in the same way that I did. And I think the, the best way I can do that is to be an example. Um, I'm super open with what I've gone through. I try and normalize like all the like woo woo conversation that happens in our house, you know, and help them understand what I'm actually talking about. I help them understand how they could take that those concepts and interact with their friends in a different way. Um, and then I think the most important thing that I do, especially with our 11 year old, just because she's youngest and like, you know, still I'm still able to mold her. <laughs> it's a little more challenging <laughs> with like the boys that are, you know, at the end of their high school and like in college. Um, but she's still malleable enough that I really talk a lot about um what she believes, like what is her inner guidance telling her? How does she stay connected to her intuition as she's she's in middle school? It's such a prime age for this, you know, as she wants to like look like other kids or, you know, do something that the other girls are doing. Like, why is that? Is it because she wants to fit in or is it because she truly enjoys that activity? Is it truly that that's the way that she wants to express herself? Um, and 
I don't think that I always land um, those conversations and I definitely don't always win those battles in, you know, like, are you sure that that's what you want to do for you? You know, that sounds like something that all the girls are doing and you just want to fit in. But I think it's planting those seeds in her mind now that will blossom at some point. Maybe it will take 38 years, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. me, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I guess it was a bit of a trick question. I think you answered it way better than I could even think. I, I, I guess Caleb could attest to that as well. But what I was going to say was, uh, I don't think there's a, there's just a time that's outside of our own being. You know, it's the same thing, like you said, with our outer light. You can only be a parent to a role, you know, of who you are as your being. But at the end of the day, that own inner light's going to come when it comes. And that's it's up to that person to then accept it. But yeah, I, I do think having a supportive, you know, um, inner dialogue. And that was the other thing I was going to say is uh, good affirmations and good practices, whether it be journaling or meditating, definitely help you along that route for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, my parents worked all the time when I was a little girl and we didn't have these conversations about, you know, being really solid in who you are. We were always taught like that hard work was the key to, to everything in life. And so I think even just having exposure to other ideas, other possibilities, again, I feel like that word possibilities keeps coming up in this hour, um, but just that she can choose. They can all choose whatever path they want. I think the challenge being a parent is allowing them to choose that path. Because like where I'm at, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, there's this thing that's your inner light. It's your soul. It's your spirit. Like you should totally get connected to that now. But the reality is, is that they have to take their own path like all of us do. And I have to be able to sit back and allow that to happen. So it happens exactly how it's supposed to be for their soul, their spirit, and kind of just be the supporting container when they need it. <laughs> what more can we ask for, right? <laughs> I mean, as a mother, you really were a supportive container for all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to get too weird, but no, I think I think you've, you've hit the nail right on the head. And I, I appreciate you even saying that because what it does is it, it talks about how you had that conversation with your own inner child and uh, some of the things that you had to heal with your own parenting that you grew up with. And a lot of us tend to be like, I want to be the best parent because my parent was so bad. And at the end of the day, like, you're here, you know, and you're here for a reason. And yeah. a lot of that came about because their parents and like you said, this ancestral thing. So as humans, we passed on this knowledge of learning how to be here, you know, surviving food, all that other stuff. But there's also this ancient thing that's been around for so long, you know, where, where that spirit of that soul has no time and no reason for when it comes. So it may be 38 years and maybe three seconds. Some say that children achieve this enlightenment like while they're two, you know, yeah. who knows? But you know, I think I think a lot of it is like the reason why you had your journey is because you wouldn't even be able to journal. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to tell other people about this if you hadn't experienced corporate life, if you hadn't experienced all these other things. So I think every step, even, you know, us making this show and I really salute Kayla for being such a supportive part of this has been really, really exhilarating for my entire being and as well as others. So we appreciate you having I mean, you taking this time to talk to us for sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You know, something that uh, I, I am kind of curious about, you know, you said you go back around two years ago and you now you're home. Right. And your kids, you know, you're introducing them to uh, vegan snacks and everything. And they're like, what the heck? And and everything. And you 
and Tark had had a great point. You know, how has how have you kind of been able to show this side of who you are and and realizing your inner light and trying to help your kids and everything? I'm kind of curious with your uh, your kind of older kids. Uh, you said you have a 19 year old. You know, how has that kind of uh, adapted to them as they enter college and everything that age, right? And and mm-hmm. uh, kind of not only taking what what you have taught them, but what they're starting to learn and being somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I think for the older kids, um, our oldest went away to school. He did go to college last year, even though, you know, we're in the pandemic. Um, he was able to go to school. And so in, in some ways I feel like, oh my gosh, I kind of like the pandemic gave me these amazing moments where I got to spend time at home with them. Like one of my lifelong dreams was to be able to have dinner every night with the whole family around a dinner table. And I got that because nobody could leave the house. (laughs) Now they had to eat my cooking. So that was like a different thing. But, um, but, you know, I got these moments with them where we got to bond as a family. And um, I think, and I think, again, it goes back to just being able to witness my own like breakdown of identity and like the rebuilding of that. And he kind of left, right? So he left in last August and then um, missed the the sort of like evolution that's happened over the last year or nine months or whatever it's been, right? But he did get to see the breakdown of like me leaving my corporate job, how difficult maybe that was for me um, because when you leave your identity, like everything that you've ever held on to, you do definitely have a panic attack or two. You know, you're like, what am I doing? I've made the worst mistake of my life. I'm going to be nothing because I've left my job title. So, you know, you just, you have those moments to, to be honest. And I was like, how do I get back? How do I go back? How do I like latch back onto that? thing that I used to identify as me that I've now like thrown away essentially. And he did get to see that. So for him, I think I, he definitely is less influenced by who I am in this moment because he's an adult ultimately, like he's already has a path in life that he is taking and, um, and going about, but he actually got to witness that breakdown. And I think it's like you said, Tari, it's like, that will come into play later in his life at some point. I don't know when, but I think being able to witness, you know, my own, like a strong parent figure, just like going through that will help him realize that it's okay to, um, to walk away from something as big as like your identity to really find yourself. And I'm hoping that that will inspire him at the right moment. That he'll know like, hey, she did it and she is just fine. <laughs> like she is thriving and good. So if she can do it, you know, so can I. That's what I'm hoping. You know, I think that's really beautiful. And and to add on to that, you know, I, I can relate that personally as well. I was around his age, if not just a little bit younger, when my mom made a really big, two big career changes. And uh, it really, it really changed things, right? It really shook up the house. It, it made things different and you had to get used to it. Right. And I was mm-hmm. at the age where, you know, you're, you're starting to become kind of your own person, right? Your own mm-hmm. soul. You, you are able to start formulating your own opinions without 
nece- not necessarily always needing um, maybe a bias or need, needing yeah. uh, advice from your parents to, to influence that or anything like that. And then once I once I went to college and everything, it was definitely different. And even even now, you know, coming back home after college and and everything after graduating, you look back and you certainly you certainly realize the differences. Right. And so I I was just kind of curious to kind of hear his perspective and just to kind of see um, how things have been for the for him, because I've been in similar shoes and uh, it's 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 tough, especially as a kid experiencing that with your parents. But I think you right at the end there, Demetria, you hit the nail on the head and that's you hope by you being able to persevere and by you being able to find this light and being able to find a piece of good from this mm-hmm. in a, a part of yourself, you hope that if they ever enter that, whether it be now or five years from now or 20, whenever it may be, that they can reflect and look back and say, hey, my mom did this, my dad, my co- you know, whoever it yeah. was, I can do this too. Yeah. You know, I can do this too. I can, I can relate it. Yeah. To that experience, but it's also my own thing, but I can do this too. And I, I think that right there might be, that's like super influential for me. I love that. And uh, I, I think that's great. Um, and I'm sure Tarek, you know, Tarek has talked about different moments where he's, he's realized stuff like that too. So. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I was going to say, just having an example like that. I mean, I mean, my mom was very transparent with me about her emotional space and spiritual space. I would feel like that's kind of why I have like this, a little bit of a leg up on certain things about my own self. But like I said earlier in this podcast, like all of that kind of faded away when it came back to me finding my own light. So I do think that, um, I do think that it's awesome to see your parent be like, go through an intense ego death. You know, every choice, like if you you kind of look at it um, in a sense of, Every choice we make is that outer light. The choices are the outer light, and that's what makes us become who we are. Because every time we make that yes or no, or like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this spreadsheet, or I'm not going to go to work, I'm going to do this. Choices are made, and things are going to happen. Like, I, I worked as a freelancer for so many, t- so much, uh, some parts of my life. And there are parts where I felt like I had to be on every gig and I had to be the most productive. And it wasn't until I took time out, like, you know what, maybe I don't have to be there, that I was able to get more opportunity, more money for what I was worth because I was willing to stop taking the stuff that I wasn't worth. You know what I mean? So there's some things that do need to die off and, you know, that's the ego death for you. <laughs> you know? So letting go of some of that stuff. It, it's funny. My husband wanted a new car and I was like, okay, well you can get a new car and not, I mean, like he can do whatever he wants. He's, he's an adult. Don't make this story sound. <laughs> but I was like, Hey, you can buy a new car when this car, when you sell this car, cause then there'll be space in the garage for your new car. Right. But mm-hmm. it, you can't like, and he, so he sold the car. He like listed it and it was like gone like the next day. And he was like, oops, that was faster than I thought, you know? And then we had this open space in our garage for a while and it just felt really good because it was like, okay, there's this open space in our garage and you are like literally clearing stuff out to welcome whatever is new coming in. But I think of that, that situation as like, your inner stuff too, right? Like clear out, let go of some of the stuff that you hold so tightly onto so that new amazing opportunities can come in. But if I'm like holding on to 
anything too tightly. It's like, okay, well, I know what's in my hand. Is that what I want? If it's not exactly what I want, then I let go of it. And then I'm free to, to again, open to that realm of infinite possibilities for something new and better to come in that's more aligned to who I am. We're not filling those boys anymore. We're allowing it to be, you know, just mm -hmm. being just enough, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's definitely a level where um, I work in radio. And so a big thing in radio, and I feel like a lot of industries is kind of the yes factor, right? Um, I've had many mentors and, and they've all said, you know, if you want to really get somewhere in radio, you've got to say yes all the time. And I realized in the past year that um, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, you don't want to say no all the time. And that goes with any, any industry, right? But there's definitely a level where you have to have that space, right? That openness. You have to, and you have, to, you have to allow yourself to breathe. And you also have to allow yourself to realize what path you need to take. And that's something that I found myself in was I was saying yes too much. And I wasn't really able to find out what exactly I wanted to do in radio, nor was I able to really give myself any good opportunities for me to reflect on what I was doing. I was saying yes, and I was receiving great opportunities, mm -hmm. but was it necessarily what I wanted? Was it necessarily what was best for me, right? And I think I know several people um, that have felt the same way in their careers, in their industries, and in, in maybe their home life where they feel like they have to constantly fall into that yes factor. They have to be complacent and they have to say yes. And I feel like that kind of goes a little bit into this too, where we have to allow ourselves to, to find that openness, that space, even if it's the smallest space out there, it's the fact that the, at least it's something for the time being and hopefully it will grow over time. And hopefully you're able to just kind of let it uh I guess bask in the sun a little bit, right? And and mm -hmm. be able to just kind of hold on to that that open space. And uh, it's definitely it can be difficult. It can be. I've I've learned uh, <laughs> it can be really difficult. Uh, not saying yes all the time, but at the same time, as Tark was kind of mentioning, you know, once you kind of get out there and realize that you need to take some time for yourself, or maybe I have to say no. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's not good for me mentally, or it's not good for me in the future. I need yeah. to say no. Once you do that, things change. And I'll never forget the first time I said no to someone. And I was like, actually, no. And they gave me a look like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Very, it was a very, a very quick uh, paced thought. <laughs> I was not expecting to say no, but I did. And I, and uh, pat, pat on the back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> as we well, start to wrap up. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I think when we are generators, when we when we naturally mm. are producers of things, which it you know I think all of us are, it is really easy to just get caught up in the next thing that you're producing versus thinking about what is my what is my life plan like not life plan that's not quite the right verbiage but mm -hmm. what is it that is core to me that is so important. So for me, it is I want to live my life where I'm joyful and I'm happy. And I want deep, deep connections with my husband and my kids primarily, but deep connections in sort of concentric circles, right? My sisters, my parents, my friends, you know, and out to strangers. And to me, that is the most important thing. And so I always think about like, if an opportunity is coming in, 
does it align to that? Does it make me joyful? Does it make me happy? Does it create deep connection? And if those are not aligned, if it's like, no, this is not going to be fun, <laughs> this is going to be like horrible, or, um, you know, it's, it's superficial in some way, then to me, that's a really clear indication of a no. Um, whereas if something comes in and it's aligned with like the core of, of what's important to me, then it's really easy for me to have those boundaries of like, yes, call it more of this in and like, no, that doesn't fill me up. So well said and so reflective of what we're going through 2021 with all the entrepreneurs switching into what really, you know, aligns with their core belief. And I think that's hopefully that's a new world we're creating, you know? Yes, let's hope. <laughs> well, you know, I actually think that's a great way to end the show as well. I think that's a, a good a good stepping stone. Uh, Tark, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, that's all, man. Uh, I really appreciate you guys for paying attention. Definitely go out and check out her book. Uh, she has one coming on the way, but this September, you guys can take a, take a second and take a look at that. Um, definitely look at all the stuff that she's doing, all her work. I would love for you guys to check her stuff out. Check our Identity Podcast next week as well. Love you guys. And Caleb's going to take us away. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, as Tarek said, thank you as always for listening and watching the Identity Podcast, of course, presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. Don't forget to go ahead and check us out on all streaming platforms and follow us on all social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon page and join our Discord chat. That's right. You can find those links in our link tree, which our link tree, of course, is always available in all of our bios and all of our social media pages. So go ahead and check us out there and you can join and subscribe to both of those pages respectively. Of course, as always, don't forget, if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can't. All you have to do is email us at press at findyouridnyc.com and we'll get back to you with more information on that. Well, it has been just, a, it really has been an incredible episode. I feel like it's been insightful. I feel like I've been able to reflect on my inner light more. And I feel like we've also just been able to really, really get to know you, Demetria, and also kind of get to know what you're trying to do. And I have to say, I respect you so much for it. And I continue to wish you the best with this. And I definitely wish you the best with the book. I know we'll certainly, uh, I know I, I will be pre-ordering the book and I'm sure Tarek will be out there as well, clicking the link and, and we'll be <laughs> we'll be trying to, to get the book and everything. But thank you. Thank you, Dimitri, for coming onto the show. We're very grateful to have you. And uh, we hope that uh, you've been able to discover a little piece of your identity while you've been on the show as well. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. <laughs> well, we'll definitely, we, we would love to have you back on sometime, but uh, sure. of course you, you've been listening and watching the Identity Podcast. We're so grateful to have Inner Light, episode 45, featuring Demetria Burby, a spirit healer and author. Don't forget to check out her book, Return to the Light, coming out in September, and her second book uh, coming out in November, both in 2021. That's how cool Demetria is. If you didn't already think she was cool, she's releasing two books in a year. That's pretty awesome to me. Um, <laughs> anyways, I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts for the Identity Podcast, along with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tom. We're so grateful to always have you every single week on the show. We cannot, we cannot wait to just continue to do this as we get close to our 50th episode. That's right, our 50th episode. We've got lots in store for our 50th episode, and of course, we've got lots in store for August, our one-year anniversary. 
that you cannot wait for. So don't forget to check out next week's show. That's our next week's show, June 23rd, featuring Denise Dixon, a life coach. We're excited to have her on the show. Uh, I've talked to her a few times, and she's absolutely just a blast. We cannot wait to have her on the show. So, of course, you've been listening watching the iGenie Podcast. Thanks, as always, for checking us out, and we'll catch you next week. Stay groovy.